The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. Today, the principles that we're going to be talking about come from the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, written by Dale Carnegie. Hi, this is Ryan Rushton, um, and I'm sitting here today with Clay Christensen. Hi, Ryan Rushton. Greetings, Clayton. Um, today, Clayton. <laughs> usually only my family calls me Clayton. I know I like calling you Clayton. Clayton. I don't know why. Don't know why. So Feels formal. like you're in trouble or something. And do you know my full name is Clayton Holbrook Christensen. Holbrook. I have like three last names. I didn't know that. I'm going to start throwing that one in there. Throw like Poindexter in there, and you got like a full. Uh... So today, I am here today with Clayton Holbrook Poindexter Christensen. Let's cut all of that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Keep going. Oh, it's it's staying in there. Just keep it in. <laughs> there, Dave. Um, so today we're, we're talking about, uh, this is actually part three of our three-part um, series that we're doing about how to win friends and influence people. And today is going to be how to change attitudes and behaviors. Does it sound like some apparent would like? I am going to change your attitude, <laughs> mister. It actually does. That's why I'm going to go with Clayton for this, for this okay, podcast. Right, um, so really in the first two podcasts, we talked about how to get people to like you and how to influence people. Um, in this podcast, we're finally going to focus on how to change attitudes and behaviors. Um, so sticking with the theme of lists, here's the, uh, here's the list Lots for how lists. we're going to do that. <laughs> so one, uh, begin with praise and honest appreciation. And you'll notice there's sort of a repeat of some of these, but they're, but they're playing different roles in it. I'll, the praise I'll be, I'll and appreciation. curious to hear the, 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 the difference. Yeah. Uh, uh, so number one, again, was begin with praise and honest appreciation. Two, call attention to people's mistakes indirectly. Um, three, talk about your own mistakes before criticizing the other person. Unless you don't have any. So. <laughs> Which, you know, you would fall under that category. Four, ask questions instead of giving direct orders. Five, let the other person save face. Uh, six, praise the slightest improvement and praise every improvement. Um, seven, give the give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. That's still one of my favorites to talk about. That's, yeah, that's, I like yeah. the... I'll, I'll, also looking forward to hearing about that one. Um, eight, use encouragement. Make the fault seem easy to correct. Uh, nine, make the other person happy about doing the things you suggest. <laughs> that last one, so it sounds so much like <laughs> manipulation when you when you go through this. But right. I, again, he, he makes very clear that all of these things aren't a bag of tricks that were to unveil. Um, you know, let's let's start with the first few of them and make Perfect. sure we understand. And again, like we've said in the other podcast, just just pick a couple of these that you want to get better at. Um, and focus on those. And, yeah, and focus on those so that it doesn't become uh, too overwhelming. Like right. like we've said in, in a previous podcast, focus on less and then obsess. So, so pick the ones that you're going to focus on. So beginning with, uh, with praise and appreciation, um, isn't it true that we are much better at listening to unpleasant things after we've heard good things? 
Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm not, no, that's, yeah. And I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a fan of, uh, you know, human resources might disagree with me on this. I'm not a fan of the sandwiching technique, which is the, <laughs> you know, the technique where you say something good about the person and then, and then Tough you tell stuff. them something they need to correct yeah. and then you end with something. Cause it almost seems like it's so contrived. And right. it's, but the principle is true that when we've told somebody, when we're really, uh, effusive in our praise with people, that when we say things they need to correct, it's a lot easier to hear, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we it's 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 the the principle. We lather before we shave, right? Or or <laughs> right. A, de- a dentist right. gives you Novocaine, hopefully, hopefully, before they start drilling. If they didn't do that before drilling, it's that would dentist. be my greatest yeah, nightmare. Um the, the the drilling still happens, but the pain of it's been prevented. Everyone deserves praise for something. So show them, shine a light on their good. Uh, I, I believe in this and we've talked about it in the past, even if we're firing somebody, mm-hmm. share with them where they have been great, yeah. right? We've got to yeah. be better. Positive accountability is, is one of the strongest tools in a leader's tool chest that is not used enough. And, and I really, you know, we talked about it in the, you know, prior podcast, but that using accountability for holding people accountable for things they're doing well, I just, yeah. is, is a really interesting twist on accountability. If we could just that get most good at that one thing. We could just that way. throw yeah. so much of this yeah, other stuff. It's really but, awesome. and, and then, and then when we do call attention to their mistakes, because you have to do that, we mm-hmm. need to do it better. I mean, there, there's simple things. I'll just give you one example that the book gives. Okay. Imagine talking to your kids and saying, uh, talking to one of your kids and saying, we're so proud of you for raising your grades, but if you had worked harder on your algebra, your results could have been better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now just change the word but yeah. to and, right? Just yeah. just switch that one thing. We're really proud of your uh, your grades, your, your raising your grades. Mm-hmm. And if you had worked harder on your algebra, your results could have been even better. It immediately feels different. <laughs> it's a simple change, yeah. right? And it's yeah. it's uh it's it's a nicer way to call attention to mistakes. And he's saying we need to be better at that. Mm-hmm. And then he points out we need to be willing to talk about our own mistakes first. Everyone's willing to say nobody's perfect. If I'm interviewing somebody and I say, you know, ask them that question, they can say, Oh yeah, well, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's when we get specific. That that gets hard. When I say, so tell me about your weaknesses, that's when they start to sweat and squirm and crawl out of their skin. And it's easier to see our own. It makes it easier to see our own humanity when they have shared theirs with us. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did a whole podcast on this on, on vulnerability. Right. When we're vulnerable as leaders and we share in our own humanity, it makes them more free to open up. Yeah. The, the, the vulnerability seems to be a common theme lately that we've been talking about. Um, and I've found that uh, as I've tried to practice leading with vulnerability, that the, res- more vulnerable, the response Ryan? is, yeah, I, I have been you trying to be more vulnerable. walk into your meetings and start crying. And I talk about the things that I'm struggling at and failing at. Um, and really, as I've, as I've done that, um, the responses that I've been seeing are, are just really incredible. I think, it, I think it immediately starts building trust it with people. It opens people, people and, up. It builds trust. That's exactly yeah, right. Which is, I guess, the, the biggest benefit of it, and that they immediately start start seeing that it's safe and comfortable to, to do the same. And but it's still hard for me. I, it's, I hard, say yeah. that. it's hard. It's hard. I've me been to practicing be it, but it's not gotten any easier. I mean, yeah. it's definitely something you have to continue to work at, but the seeing the results uh, motivates me enough to continue pushing yeah. through. And so that's our shameless plug for the power of vulnerability <laughs> podcast. It is Go a fantastic podcast. Please listen. Um, so, um, so, so, 
beyond vulnerability, what are what are the next ones? Yeah, so uh, he suggests learning to ask questions instead of giving orders. So, so kind of instead of do this or that, have you considered this? Now, I throw in a caution there too because that that sounds so. So instead of saying, "Hey, go clean your room." Mm-hmm. And then you're saying, have you considered cleaning your room? That sounds manipulative to me. Right. That sounds, uh, you know, not not very, uh, that sounds disingenuous, okay. I, I guess, to, to use that word. But, but if we're asking questions genuinely, that not only makes an order more palatable, it often stimulates the creativity of the person who you ask. Hmm. So, again... You know, I'd refer you to one of my first podcasts on learning to ask the right questions that merit responses versus answers, and that stimulates thinking. That's, that's I think, like episodes two through four or okay. something like that in the podcast. But be better at building a shelf of questions to put your answers on. And if you don't understand what that shelf is, again, you need to go to that uh, podcast episode too. But but learning to ask questions instead of giving orders. Then then he says to remember to give people a chance to save face. Um for lack of a better term, like, like I said uh, about terminating people, share the good they've done. When when somebody makes a mistake, you know, don't just focus on the mistake. I mean, you give them a chance to save face by saying, you know, hey, it's not unusual for a person to make an error on a new project. Right. I'm sure you'll get it right, right the next time. You're 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 removing their defenses and you're allowing them to just focus on the error and 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 fix that error. Um, it's funny, I've, I've quoted this person uh, a few times and I, I still don't know how to say his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it and I, I, I know can't you're ready that, for this. Yeah, so it's French aviation pioneer Antoine de Saint Exupery. He, he's the good. one that says, if you want to build a ship, don't give people wood and a bunch of orders. You teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea, right? That's the quote that I yeah. use of his quite a bit. But he said this he said, I have no right to say or do anything that diminishes a man in his own eyes. What matters is not what I think of him, but what he thinks of himself. Hurting a man in his dignity is a crime. I love that. That's great. And so he's, he's, it doesn't mean we don't correct people. It doesn't mean we don't debate people, but it it means we, we protect them and we, we take care of them as we correct them. And and one of the ways to help is the next thing on the list, it, it, learning to praise the slightest improvements, uh, shining a light on them, that positive accountability that we keep harping on. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is, as I've said, the most powerful tool in a leader's tool chest that just isn't used enough. Yeah. Um, the, the phrase I remember using when I was an administrator is, is saying, I want people to rise to my praise instead of run from my criticism. <laughs> right. Like no, that's And great. if I, if I'm, if I'm building people, I want people saying, Hey, I want to receive that right, praise exactly. too. And they, they want to elevate themselves. Not, I want to avoid the criticism. Yeah. The wrath not of, just, I'm afraid of, of the yeah. wrath of clay, right. Which is a very real wrath that you need to be aware of. <laughs> Uh, but, but, and, and as we've talked about praising specifically and, and not generally. So, so there's a psychologist, uh, his name is Jess Lair, so, said, praise is like sunlight to the warm human spirit. We cannot flower and grow without it. And yet, while most of us are only too ready to apply to others the cold wind of criticism, we are somehow reluctant to give our fellow the warm sunshine of praise. Mm. Right? We, yeah. we know we need it. And yet we're so quick to criticize, we're so quick to see the wrong, 
um, that, uh, you know, I, here's a quote from the book says, uh, if we praise enough, the good things people do will be reinforced and the poorer things will atrophy for lack of attention. I like mm-hmm. that. If we're, if we yeah. stop paying attention to these things and we're just praising the things that we want to see, uh, that, that's what people, uh, that's what people want to do. And it's such an easy thing to change. Look, uh, this was a Gallup study. And I can't remember the exact percentages, something like uh, uh, 17% of employees feel like they are adequately praised. Wow. While the opposite of that, 83% or something like that of, of, of leaders think that they give an adequate amount of praise. Wow. So there's a, a disconnect. People, wow. yeah, people, leaders think they're praising enough. Employees don't feel that they're praised enough and there's a disconnect. Uh, and and uh, this is what the concept of moments of truth is based on, mm. looking for the good in others and shining a light on it. People will start to rise to your praise instead of running from your criticism. And honestly, it's a much more enjoyable way to lead. Yeah, it really, it really makes me wonder why 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 we don't do that enough. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it just it seems like a really when you explain it that way and lay it out, it seems very very common sense and should just be something we're, we're doing a lot. Yeah, I almost wonder if we as leaders think that if we're praising too much that they won't think that there are problems right, or I, I right. don't know, but, but there's we, something, there's something there that it's, I'm certainly going to be, there's a disconnect l- with us looking internally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so finish us off, um, with the last things on his list. Okay. So, uh, the one I told you that I liked, uh, give the person a fine reputation to live up to. Um, right. When we give someone a reputation to live up to, most people try to live up to it. Show people you respect them for some type of ability. Uh, The book says if you want to improve a person in a certain respect, act as though that person, uh, that particular trait were already one of his or her outstanding characteristics. Does that make sense? Yeah. Act like Shakespeare said this, said, assume a virtue if you have it not. Okay. Right? Assume okay. A, assume you do have a virtue, even if you Whether don't, you don't have, have it. Yeah. Act out. And if you're telling people, man, I really see this in you, and they don't feel like they have it, they're going to start trying to live <laughs> yeah. up no, that makes to sense. that praise. One of my favorite stories mm-hmm. is, is, is uh, Don Quixote, or it's the, the, you know, the movie, I think, is great, Man of La Mancha great. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Great. It's a great movie. And if, if great I opera as remember well. right, yeah, I don't know the opera. Maybe you can give us a little. Uh, I'll give you a little song at the end of this. Okay, that'd be great. Um, but but he he goes through this experience. Don Quixote sees this. She's a prostitute or mm-hmm. or or some woman that is very lowly in station, mm-hmm. and he sees her as a princess. Yeah. But because he continues to see her as this incredibly noble person, she changes. Yeah, to live up to what he was seeing she her as. She wants yeah. to live up to that. And I just, I love that so concept. Great. When when you, this phrase, if you, if you get nothing out of it but this, when you change the way you see people, the people you see will change. Hmm. And I, I have seen leaders do this where, where they just... They don't just talk highly of their employees to their employees. To me, they just say, these are just great people. And they think that. And those employees want to live up to what that leader thinks of them. It, it's the major concept of leadership and self-deception. And, and I just love that principle of yeah. treating people as people. It's meant a lot to me in my life, people who have seen me differently than I have seen myself. And that has lifted me 
and and giving me confidence. It really is a, is a, is a great principle. Yeah, and it, it's just just a plug. Go go read Don Quixote or go watch the movie Man of La Mancha. It's a, it's <laughs> or go see the opera. Uh, it's it's actually more recent than this book. So or go see the <laughs> opera or Ryan will perform it for you. Either one. Um. So so then he says to use encouragement to make faults seem easy to correct and learn to praise people for the things they do right and minimize their errors. That seems to be a common theme with him. He says, he says, be liberal with your encouragement. Make the thing seem easy to do. Let the other person know that you have faith in his ability to do it, that he has an undeveloped flair for it, and he will practice until the dawn comes in the window to to in order to excel if you keep telling them hey you you've got this you are good at this i know you can do this they will make sure that that is true mm, right and yeah. it, and it's building and encouraging and giving them confidence and then and then the one that seems so uh manipulative to me uh, <laughs> finally make the other person happy to do the thing you suggest you know make them <laughs> right, happy to right. do it it sounds we can learn a lot by helping people to become more optimistic about the future. Okay. Um, so, so making them, l- l- let me give an example of a, of a facility leader. Imagine a facility is changing the briefs they use to ones that aren't as user friendly, but they need to save money. Okay. Right. The staff start to become disgruntled and frustrated and unhappy. They become nostalgic about the past. Remember when we got Mm. to use these briefs that were easier? They become frustrated about the future. Now to save money, we've got to use these briefs and my job's going to be harder. So now what I want to do is I want to change that and I want to make that other person happy to do the thing that I suggest. So what if the leader starts by asking the staff about their frustration from lack of bonuses or lack of raises? And then you point out, hey, one of the things we can do to improve that opportunity is to make a little bit more of an effort using these briefs that are adequate. They get the job Mm -hmm. done. They require a little bit more effort on our part. But that's going to save us a little bit more money. And that can lead to the financial ability to improve you know, this frustration yeah, see, that of raises yeah, and bonuses. That doesn't seem like manipulation. That seems like context, it's right? It's just you give context. context. You're, instead of making them frustrated with the future and nostalgic about the past, you're making them frustrated with the present right. and optimistic about the future. Right. It's the exact same change. Yeah. You're just giving them a different perspective. No, that's that's really interesting, um, and and it's 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 really interesting to see these simple concepts that can really help us be better at dealing with people. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, it's a loaded question, Clayton. Is there anything else you would like to I say? I just want to spend the next hour. The final <laughs> Man, I snort laugh no, again. No, this is terrible. I, uh, I look just just a caution in all of this. If okay. you, if you take this list as a bag of tricks, um, then you'll misunderstand w- what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back to the first statement that we made at the beginning of these three podcasts: relationships precede results. If we are better at building relationships, um, we will create teams around us that are going to be willing to walk through fires with you. And they're going to be willing to go through. If we don't have those relationships, as soon as things get hard, it's easy for people to leave. But if we've developed these relationships people are in the foxhole with you and they they'll they'll go to battle with you and and this needs to become our way of life not not a bag of tricks tricks to manipulate people 
we're trying to learn to treat people as they should be treated. And, and we just need to do a better job of that. It's the simple concept of love one another. If we are better at that, the results will follow. Yeah. Well, I, I know I'm from all three of these podcasts. I'm, there's a lot that I'm going to be taking away and, and, and working to improve on myself. So just again, wanted to really thank you for your, for your really, time. Really, the podcast was just for you. We well, just wanted you, you to get better was, at these things. We're be, all fine with well, that. I'm going to, I'm just going to put them on repeat after we finish this and get them, get them released them. and <laughs> exactly <laughs> help it work on my subconscious. But, but really thank you for the time and, and talking with me today. Bob. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan.